0: the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home.
1: Welcome back to another episode of The Hunting for Purpose podcast. My name is Taylor V and I am happy to offer you an entirely new episode. All right. So the last few episodes that I've done have been about making money decisions and um, just navigating the offer space a bit, and I kind of want to um, drill down a bit into some of the more specific types of um, clients I work with, and that and those are coaches, and. I've gotten a question before about manifestors being coaches. Is that a good thing? Does that work energetically or not? And um, I know that if you were to go back to earlier episodes in this particular podcast, um, Holly does an entire episode on manifestors and coaching. And here's what I want to say. When I first heard Holly's episode, she, she shared that she didn't believe that, um, I am very much paraphrasing, but that coaching probably wasn't the ideal container for manifester energy and the way that it functions. And I didn't understand that at the time because I had not taken the manifester mastery certification, which shameless plug here, if you want to know and master your experience as a manifester, um, it's enrolling, if not now, very soon. And so you'll want to hop on in there. Um, And in level three, she does actually go into um, coaching and mentoring. But for our purposes today, I just want to kind of expand on that conversation and offer some reflection and then you can do with that what you want. Okay, so um, she reflected back that she didn't feel like coaching was the um, most aligned container for our energy and our skill set. And at the time, like I said, I had not taken the Manifestor Mastery Certification. And so I really didn't know what that meant, but I knew that I was coming to her as an established and uh, professional life and um, business coach. So I had been coaching and really enjoying it. And so I really didn't understand, you know, where she was coming from with that at the time. And since then, I've gotten another level of certification. Hello, line one, (laughs) our line oneers who need more certifications. Um, I Got another certification. Was able to kind of explore that. I also obviously took the Manifestor Mastery certification, and so deepened my understanding of not just what she was saying, but the context behind it and around it. And here's what I'll what I'll say is that um, one of the the beautiful things about coaching as an industry or as a skill set is that almost anyone can do it. You know, if you know how to deliver a result and support someone in the process of achieving said result, then to some degree, you can coach. And I'm doing an air quotes because many of us, when we say, I have a coach, we actually have something specific in mind. We are not just thinking about someone walking us through some, you know, arbitrary process and delivering and helping us deliver a result. Some of us think more like therapists and, you know, they really don't tell us what to do. They really help us find what to do in our own thinking. And then some of us think um, more like, um, excuse me, and in the therapy space, we expect them to have some level of professional ability to diagnose, not maybe not with like a DSM or psychological label, but we want them to be able to quickly identify our challenges and be able to categorize them and then provide a very specific solution to them. So in that way, kind of like a therapist, to be clear, therapy and coaching are not the same thing. And I am not suggesting that they are the same thing. What I am saying is that as a client and or patient, we can sometimes expect very similar things from therapists and coaches, depending on how you think about coaching. Then there are other um, groups of thought that see coaching as kind of um, a less- Uh, conceptual and conversational experience and more about a tactical or strategic process. You know, tell me the three steps that I'm going to do, tell me the five steps, tell me the formula to give me the framework. And when I implement it, you'll tell me where I'm wrong or tell me how to make it better. And then I'll produce the results on my own. And so it's much more intellectual and once I understand what you want me to do, then I do it. And then you coach me, I kind of think this is most comparable to like, we think about a sports coach, right? Like the coach understands the rules of said game, whether they play that game or not, doesn't really matter as much as do they have a mastery of how the game works. And then can they quote coach or lead the team or the, the player athlete to performing the types of activities that or actions that need to be done within the given set of rules, right? And so for some of us, coaching is more like that. We perceive business to have a set of rules. We perceive relationships to have a set of rules. We perceive um, weight loss to have a set of rules and we expect our coach to understand those rules and then to give us specific or guided action to produce the results that we want within the given set of rules. Now, I just shared kind of a spectrum of thought. Um, Let's just say that I gave you kind of two extremes a little bit. And then somewhere in there um, is gray, right? So then we have more of a spiritual approach to that. And there's, you know, not just the practical solutions, but there's also kind of a divine aspect to that, whether that's, you know, religiously based or just spiritual, the unseen intangible aspects. And then some incorporate tools like human design into that. And so the idea there is like, whether you're using a personality assessment or whether you're using a study or system like human design, you're using that to consult with you around the strengths and and talents and gifts of the client that you're working with, or you're expecting your coach to reference this tool um, in their support of you. And so the reason why I'm kind of like laying out kind of the the kind of the landscape of what I what I have seen so far in the coaching industry is because when as manifestors, we're talking about, should we be coaches or does coaching work for us? Or can I make money as a coach and a manifestor or even as a a consultant, which is another kind of offshoot, if you will, or maybe we could say coaching is an offshoot offshoot of consulting in a way. Heavy, you want to think about that like when we're trying to evaluate does manifester energy really work in in that space and then how does it work like how do you make money as a coach and a manifester given some of the nuances to our design and so I really don't have a conclusion here for you but I, what I do have is some food for thought some perspective and an opportunity to explore this more which I'll share closer to the end so when in my experience, I have been trained in what would be called causal coaching. It is a um, approach to coaching that suggests that. Th- your belief system the way that you think about something is creating your experiences in life your approach to the situations and problems and experiences that you're having the way that you are processing that is contributing to the experience that you're having and if we want to change your experience and ultimately produce a different result then we'll need to look at how you're thinking and believing and perceiving your life i think that this way of thinking about it um It works really well with human design because human design would say that your not self has an internal conversation because it has a fascination with being what you're not. It's this belief that who you're not or what you don't have energetically has more value or is, is worth your attention more than who you are and what you do have. That somehow how you're made is insufficient and therefore we need to try to be like, have more of, um, leverage the people around us or the energy around us. And so it our not self does that by asking us questions. So, do I know enough? Have I thought through this enough? Am I worthy? Um, have I? Have I? Um, am I safe here? Is this? Is this going to work for me? Is this good? Is now the time? Like we, our not self goes through this line of questioning, attempting to operate from places that we're not, instead of trusting the wisdom of who we are. So when I look at human design that way and I pair it with my approach or the training specifically that I had around coaching, they kind of work together, right? Because I'm asking you to not just look at the thoughts and beliefs that you have, but I'm asking you to consult your human design chart as to why you may be looking at things that way, why you might have a bend towards that perspective as opposed to another perspective from a human design explanation, from the language of human design. Now, could you have gotten those ideas or beliefs from other places in your life? Sure, you could have. But I think human design kind of neutralizes that conversation and it, it keeps us out of the therapy realm. The therapy realm is, well, my mom said this and my dad said this and that means this about me. And so therefore, I can never like in, in coaching, we tend to stay out of the past too much because we're not typically qualified to work through dysfunction. Coaching is typically for function. It's supposed to serve people who are already function and they just want to optimize the way that they function. And the way that I look at therapy is to help people who are not functioning in the way that they um, believe they ought to be and they need support around getting over either the trauma, the wounding, the the pain, or the narratives that are keeping from being able to simply function. When you wanna go better, then we talk about coaching. But- that's another point. Um, for our purposes today, all I'm saying is the way that I look at coaching is really you carry the wisdom and my responsibility is to pull out the strategy that you're already using to re- to remind you or even reveal to you what's already working so that you can decide if you want to keep doing it that way or if you want to do it another way. For me, human design does that as well. It shows you this is how you work. Here's some areas that you're probably resisting how you probably work. And do you want to keep doing that? Do you, do you want to continue to believe that not having a sacral center is a problem? Or do we want to figure out a way to make the energy that you do have work for you? The, the whole point being to give you choice. And in that regard, if you align with kind of my thinking around human design and coaching, then in that space, Being a coach as a manifester probably will work for you because in that particular space, I'm not asking myself to manage someone's individual action. I am, in other words, attempting to catalyze them by revealing more choices. They are initiated because they see options that they didn't see before. That works, in my experience, as a manifester. What does not work as a manifester is Holding myself down to one strategy or one way of getting something done and attempting to guide or lead clients through that one way over and over and over again. That doesn't work for me because typically, number one, there's rest cycles. Sometimes I'm resting, sometimes I'm energetic or initiating something, but also, typically once I am kind of done with a space or have released a space, I typically don't want to return to that. So once I have mastered a system or feel like I have a depth of understanding or just the relationship is complete with a certain strategy, it's very difficult for me to kind of stay in it long enough to walk someone else through it. And so in that regard, if you are thinking of coaching as someone to take you through the five steps over and over again, or to make sure that you followed the very, very specific rules, You know, being a coach um, or getting coaching as a manifester might not be a very supportive um, experience for you or an enjoyable experience for you because as a manifester, we tend to break rules. We tend to do things that haven't been done before. We tend to challenge the status quo, especially if you have a third line. You're probably not super interested in in just repeating what's been done before. If you have a fifth line, you probably see why that the Typical strategies don't work. If you have a fourth line, you probably have opportunities and networks available to you that that original strategy didn't even account for. If you're a second line, you probably have a need to retreat and to hermit. You have a natural talent that might even be challenging for you to articulate to your coach. And so while they're taking you through the steps, they're not accounting for the mastery that you've already developed. And part of that is because you can't even see your own mastery with the um, with the level of clarity that you would need to be able to tell them about it. If you're a sixth line, you know, maybe you're in your process, right? And you're still on the roof or you're in your third line phase. And so you're bumping into things. and Typically, strategies require you to make decisions and stick with them long enough to produce said result. And sometimes that can be really challenging when you are kind of moving and, and, and fumbling through, if you will, life in a way and, and feeling a bit unpredictable. So for all of those reasons, typical definitions of coaching that would be providing a specific result um, from following a very specific set of steps or strategy I haven't found it to really work for manifestors as clients or coaches. So the reason why I'm kind of like laying this out for you is because I have been getting questions about do how, what are my thoughts on manifestors being coaches and then also making money as coaches. So those are my thoughts on manifestors being coaches, which is if you are thinking about coaching as a way to help your clients to see choices that they did not see before I think manifestors are unparalleled at that in a way and if you are seeing coaching as walking someone through a premeditated set set of steps that are um not that don't account for their individuality or you have to kind of repeat over and over again or there's a set of rules that you're supposed to be following i have found that it's only a matter of time before even you will have a resistance to the strategies that you have already established working for various reasons and in that container coaching probably won't feel the best now again I'm laying this out because I want you to have a choice right um, so that's being a coach now being a client um, I would say that we probably value the same thing which is help me see my options not tell me which one to pick now That's what we want, but that's not always what we say because I work with quite a few manifestors and they want me to tell them how to make what they want happen to happen. They want me to tell them, okay, how do I make more clients come? How do I make more money? How do I just tell me what to do? And I'm willing to do it because at this point, what I'm doing isn't working. And that is often the point I have to question with them. Is what you're doing truly not working or is it not happening at the scale that you want it to? So if you are getting clients, and if you're making any money, what you're doing is probably working, but probably not at the numbers that you would need to feel like it's effective, right? And those are two different things. Do you actually not have a way to get something done? Or do you not like the amount or quality of the results that you're getting? That's a different question. And again when I offer that back to them, they get choices. So you're even kind of hearing my approach to coaching in general, just in the way that I'm explaining this. Um, So as clients, I find that we can sometimes ask for how to get it done, but why we're asking for that is because we want to evaluate our instructor or our coach's way of doing it so that we have a choice between our way and their way. And while that seems like a good question to ask, That is not oftentimes the most useful question because when you ask someone how to do something, they typically tell you how to do it. And then you disagree and then guess what? You're left with, I still disagree or I don't understand, right? Sometimes the better question or the better exploration when considering a coach, if you're seeking to be a client is, is this a person who shows me my options? Are they able to help me see better ways to ask questions? Are they are they able to show me a different way of looking at this scenario so that I see a different question to ask or a different outcome that's possible? Because when that happens, when you are informed differently by your situation, you are also able to initiate differently. A lot of times we forget that as manifestors, we don't just informed because it's a good um, tactic for us. We also value and benefit from being informed. And so I find that as a client, when you look for a coach that really keeps you informed, not just of what you brought to the session, but of some of the perspectives and opportunities that you may have overlooked for various reasons, right? This is no judgment, no shame, but opportunities or perspectives that you might have overlooked when they present those back to you as options what you really are being is informed you're being presented almost your situation or your life in a way that now there is something for you to catalyze that dynamic works for manifestors in my experience now We've covered being the coach, we've covered being the client. Now let's talk about like if you want to make a business out of that, if you want to make money at that and let's say you've decided to be the coach and you want to do that. Um, Here's the the thing, typically the manifestors that I've worked with, they have a group of people who are magnetized to them and, and are somewhat receptive in this season or in this moment to their voice and there's always this like juggle between I'm talking about this now, but I don't know that I want to be talking about this later. And so, how do I build my voice or brand as a coach? But also not limit what I want to talk about because this isn't all I'm ever going to talk about. And so I don't want to like niche down too far. And here's what I'll say because now we're getting into this conversation around niching, which typically for manifestors, we are told don't niche, right? Because we're always initiating new things. We're always starting new things. It's not often helpful to constrain um, our our business to like one specific thing that we do all the time. So here's what I have Here's how I have come to teach it, and I think it will be beneficial to you, the listener, and it is this. Niches are for offers, not people. Niches are for offers, not people. Meaning, niches are the ability to constrain some of the details so that it serves a very specific purpose for a specific person or group of people producing a very specific outcome, That idea, making the decisions that niche it down or constrain it down, is beautiful for offers, for the service or the product that you're creating. It is not helpful to niche people, meaning... You as a provider don't need to be niched, but what you're doing for this very specific initiation does benefit from niching. What I'm really inviting manifestors manifestors to do when I say niche your offer, not your person, is I'm asking you to be clear in how you inform about what this thing does for who and why and potentially even how. So even if your result is intangible, something like I help, um, moms feel more confident using human design, you know, confidence is somewhat of a, it's like a conceptual idea. It's not something that we can like put our hands around, but when you niche down and you say, I'm specifically helping moms, maybe even I help my manifestor moms. And then you say, um, handle bedtime or create peace around bedtime or create peaceful routines around bedtime for um, generator children, right? That's super niche down. And many will think, now that means that's all my business is ever going to talk about. It does not mean that. What it means is this specific offer, this specific container, whether it's an ebook or a course or a, a coaching package, what they will the, the general objective, the general conversation will center around a manifestor mom attempting to create a peaceful routine when her child has a um, sacral center that keeps them going. Does that mean you won't talk about mornings? No, it doesn't. Because somehow there is a correlation to what happens at night to what happens in the morning. Does that mean you won't talk about diet? Nope. It probably relates. Does it mean you'll talk about health and wellness? Probably. Does it mean you'll talk about spirituality? Maybe. You'll be able to decide what are the, the kind of uh, things that feed into your ability to have this conversation with a manifester mom around her sacral child who wants and for her to have or achieve a peaceful bedtime routine now that specific offer will be niched but not your business not the whole business the business itself doesn't have to be niche nor do you as a manifester you can just have this specific offer and then when you are complete and done then that offer is what it is and you'll either turn it to a passive experience or you'll turn it off And then you'll open up something else. And that next offer can be equally as niched. I think of offers as the container or the vehicle where both you and your buyer get to exchange value. So typically they're going to give you access to their life or their resources and they're also going to give you some money typically and then what you're going to give them is what they find valuable and that happens inside of an offer when you refuse to niche that experience what it means is that the conversation or the exchange of value has zero context and without context concepts have no meaning So it's important for offers for there to be a set of niching because when you talk about your ideas, when you talk about free will, when you talk about energy management or uh, nervous system hygiene or spirituality, these are just examples of larger concepts or topics. When you talk about those and they lack context, people are not able to actionize them, which is exactly what our energy does as manifestors. We are designed to initiate and catalyze people into action. So by niching or by giving context to the specific concepts or the specific ideas or tools that we offer, what we then do is allow them to take action, to actionize what we're offering them, the value that we're offering them. This is important because it does not constrain you as a manifester. It commits you. And sometimes some of us have a a disordered relationship with commitment. And so we internalize it as constraint, as in it is being imposed on us versus being committed to something for a period of time for at the level of awareness that we have at the time. All right. So that is how um, I approach niching with offers, specifically for manifestors, specifically for manifestors who choose to coach. This is a really um, key concept for you to to really reflect on and to consider because if you're not making money but you are having people who respond or who open your emails or who who react to what you do it is probably because your explanations of your ideas lack context. So they understand them intellectually, they resonate with them internally, but they don't know how to turn that into something they can do. And the way that people understand what to do is when they can see it happening in their world. And that's what giving context does, or as I say, niching the offer. All right. So if you're trouble having trouble making money, I'm using this in the context of coaches, but this could be for anybody, um, any manifestor for that matter. But especially for manifester coaches because we're often um, living in the reality that we don't always know exactly what our clients are going to do with what we offer them. We don't always know the actions they're exactly going to take. And so if we can look at it as instead of telling them what to do, I set the stage and the scene so that they can do something, that's helpful. Most people know what they want to do. What they don't see is the place and the space within themselves where that doing can actually happen. And that we are beautiful at. As manifestors, we often have vision. And I don't just mean like eyesight, but we also have and often have um, in our urges a knowing of what we're supposed to create. And when we inform about that, when we give context to that, when we take the time to paint the picture, even flesh out the picture to the best of our ability at the level of awareness that we have, there's no obligation here. This is an offer. It's not an obligation. When we offer what we see, we empower others to see as well. That's a beautiful thing. So we've covered so far, whether you, you know, being a coach or not, we've covered covered being a client or not. And then we've also covered if you're going to be a coach, how are you going to really connect with your audience? How are you going to make sure that whatever it is that you're coaching around, whatever choices that you're creating for them, is something that they can see and therefore take action. And to be clear, paying you is an action. So this isn't just in the session that I'm talking about. This is also before the session as well. So one of the things that I am playing with, just to kind of put a bow on this episode, is how do I create the kind of container where I can continue to support um, my clients with... How do I want to say this? The journey of creating the context. I meet tons of people who have concepts that they want to teach. They have ideas, they have books, they have courses that they've written, but what they lack oftentimes is the context for that concept. They don't always have the scene that that gets painted in. They struggle to to what I call land the plane. It's, it's this kind of high idea, but it's not grounded in anything. And therefore, it becomes very hard for the people that they serve to to take action at scale. Yeah, they get one or two people here, or one or two people there, but the problems that they solve, which is typical in marketing speak, we say the problems that they solve. But it's not just the problems. It's the scene in which that is a problem. Problem. They they're not so good at always seeing that because that's not the way the urge came to them. And the problem with that is is that without being able to paint a scene, without being able to give context, their audience doesn't know how to take action. And the challenge the reason why that is challenging a lot of times for manifestors is because urges often come without context. They are these unseen or divine deposits. And what we miss is that setting the scene or design, deciding the space in which that happens is an exercise of our sovereignty. We are not a victim of our urges. We're not a victim of our design. We are empowered Our offer is for us too. The urge nourishes us too. And part of seeing us being nourished and nurtured is the display of our power, the display of our own decision making. If in your urges you don't see a choice, then you're probably not dealing with an urge. You're dealing with some sort of expectation or obligation. And and I encourage you to reframe that before before you attempt to execute that. So the point of what I'm saying is that there needs to be a space for, for, coaches, particularly manifestors, to talk through how do I take what I know that I want to teach, what I know that I want to do, and be able to actionize it, to be able to offer it to someone else in a way that comes from my sovereignty, but also empowers their sovereignty. How do I take care of myself without it costing my clients? How do I reach more people without feeling like it's draining me? And that, unfortunately, is not a three-step process. There's a reason why something that you're birthing that that you believe is designed for more people isn't reaching those people that is not something that there's a three step process to figure out sometimes it's about really exploring Where are you not seeing your own choice? Where are you assuming that you can't do something that is really available to you? Where are you assuming that your strategy is ineffective because it's not producing the amount of people that you want? And instead looking at, well, it must be working, but it's not How can I tweak? Where can I adjust? How do I not have to blow the whole thing up or shut the whole thing down? This, to be clear, is not just for entrepreneurs. If you are an employee somewhere and maybe you want to see more autonomy in your position, that too is an offer that you make to your employer. And if you're not seeing the results that you want, if you're not getting the receptivity that you want, it could be because your offer is still very conceptual. I think I would do better versus I know that I would contribute this. That skill set of making it very grounded and offering a stage or a scene, giving it context, is a skill that you practice. It's not something that we're all just born with. It's something that you really get to, um, you really, you have to develop that. You have to become more aware of that. Most of us have spent a lot of time um, healing our relationship with our own design And so now we have an opportunity to offer it and all those vulnerabilities come back up. And so... In light of that, because I'm also seeing where because there are manifestors having this challenge, because people are coming to me and having this challenge, they're also not getting the revenue that they want. The income is not where they want it to be. And so how do they get the help that they need when they don't have the resources to invest in the help that they need? And so I'm playing with this idea. I've offered it um, to only one person. So it's totally a beta idea. If you are listening to this episode and it is July 2023 or later, then this may not even be available anymore because I'm just testing it. I haven't actually, um, haven't decided if this will be a long-term offer, but for those who listen to this in the near future, I have a time sensitive offer for you. If what I have said so far really resonates and you want to become more intimate with your human design and see where you might be, um, resisting some of the ma- way that you made That you're made and even noticing that it could be costing you revenue where maybe you have tried something and you've gotten some clients but you're not getting the amount that you want and you know that it's not what you're teaching because what you're teaching works and it's not that you don't have ideas or you don't have things that you want to say it's not that you don't have a book that you want to write or tons of courses on your hard drive it's just that for some reason it's not coming together and you suspect that there's a sovereignty issue, that there's, there's choices that you're not quite seeing, you feel stuck. If you are swearing to me that you're kind of just in a stuck place or between a rock and a hard place, then it's probably because you're not seeing your sovereignty. And so I've created a beta offer and I say beta because I'm just testing this format where I want to Voxer coach with you. What that Voxer is just an app that you can download on your phone. It doesn't cost you anything but it allows us to essentially become texting buddies. I can send you audio. I can send you a video. We can exchange pictures. You can send me your chart um, and then we can dialogue back and forth over a period of time and I will coach you. I will look at your chart. I'll show you areas of your chart where I think what you're sharing with me, um, maybe you may be bumping up against or resistant to some aspects of your design, but we're not going to do it in a zoom session where we both have to sit down for an hour two hours. What we're going to do is just be in it with each other over a period of time. And I'm going to start these at two weeks. Um, there's a chance they'll go up to a month or two. It just kind of depends on number one, the demand and, and the experience, but One of the things that I've realized in my work is that it used to be this type of arrangement where I would message back and forth, just was offered to clients who had sessions and I would do this in between their sessions. So we'd meet once a week or every other week on Zoom for an hour and then in between they'd have access to this messaging um, app for which I could respond at any time, right? But what I found is that the real money the real juice the good stuff the gold was actually in the boxer chat it was in the messaging app less in the session the sessions were great they got ahas but it was what they took home it was the time that they took that information and they were able to see it play out in their life it was you know us talking about one detail in in the app and then them getting a message from a client or, or coming across a new um, reel on Instagram and being able to in real time dialogue about about the experience and how they're processing it. And in the moment, I be able to offer reflection and choice where they didn't see it before. That has been transformative. When they say something, and I'm like, that's profound, and here's why, and here's who would benefit from that. And here's here's the scene that I see you saying that in. Now, am I right about that? No, it doesn't matter if I'm right. What matters is that. Whether I'm right or not, you're beginning to see your work in the real world, interacted with, with a real person. And that, my friend, is priceless. Also, when they say something that's beautifully said, when, when it's like, oh, that's quote-worthy, oh, that was drool-worthy language, man, I would crave that. When they have those kind of moments, it's recorded. It's already in a text or it's in an audio with a transcript that they can go back and quickly look at. One of the most powerful things that clients have said is that they've been able to go back and listen to the messages that they sent me and be able to hear their own wisdom in a new way, to hear their own teaching in a profound way. That's what is available inside of these messaging, this kind of messaging container now. I'm opening it up. I'm going to put a interest form in the show notes and you'll just feel it out. It's a Google form. Um, again, this is a beta offer, so it's not gonna be all fancy and whatnot. I just wanna get an idea of if this kind of a container, maybe a two week or, or a 30 day container where we're voxering That's the name of the app, Voxer, V-O-X-E-R, or it's a messaging app, just messaging back and forth and dialoguing around your chart and your experience and helping you see where there are options that you didn't see before so that you can begin to take the action that you want to and utilize the strategies in your life that are working and get rid of the ones that aren't. Um, if that interests you, then you'll want to fill out the the form in the show notes, and um, I'll get back to you. It'll be on a first come first serve kind of basis. Like I said, this is a very much a a beta offer. I am playing with it. You, there's no sales page, so just prepare your minds. If you're interested, you'll wanna you'll want to act on this fairly quickly. Um, and just because I know that because I know that lately there is sensitivity around the cost of things and and being really able to invest in the service that you need. I just want you to know that um, the offer will be under $500 US. So I'm not 100% sure where the price point will be. It just kind of depends on demand and, and availability and um, your specific needs and things like that. But I can assure you that for a month's worth of boxer it will not be over 500 dollars us so again if you are hearing this at a future date uh i make no promises i don't even know if it'll be available and i definitely don't know if it'll be available for that price but for now for those who catch this in real time, um, this is an available space where you and I can dialogue. I want to be in it with you um, as a 1-3. That is my my best gift to you is to get in it with you, to, to be another set of eyes, to offer another perspective, to offer you a different choice. So let me know um, if that interests you. The form is in the show notes. Thank you all again for listening. And if this episode was helpful to you, whether you want to do the boxer thing or, and want to work with me or not, Regardless, um, if this episode was helpful to you, I would love if you could share it um, on your social media platform of choice um, and just let people know that this is an episode that you found helpful and worth listening to and um, tell the people why. All right, my friends, I am thankful for you all. I'm grateful for the people who listen and for those who will. Talk soon.
0: Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to,